Hi, this is Dr. Tom Vergus, and this is CQ for Global Leaders. You're probably wondering, what does a global leadership have to do with arranged versus love marriage? <laughs> you didn't know I was a marriage counselor, did you? And no, I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I thought of this topic or this title because of an analogy I used with a team I was working with recently. So I was in a project where there were two teams who are coming together to work on a very important project. So there were uh, two teams from different organizations working on a single project, and they were having some issues within the team. So they were bringing me in to look at the team culture or how do we actually translate that into a high-performing team. And um, I, I, I was uh, lying thinking about how do I frame this? And it came to me, in fact, in the middle of the night, this concept of arranged marriage versus love marriage. So let me give you a bit of background about this. So there are many parts of the world where marriages are arranged. So that is uh, the parents or the families arrange for their kids uh, to get married, right? Or they put the word out the word is sent out, we're looking for a bride or we're looking for a groom. And then, you know, within cousins, networks, etc., people then meet up. And if it works, they then get married. So my parents were, in fact, uh, an arranged marriage. And then my dad came from India to Malaysia in 1954. Then he went back uh, to India for a holiday in 57. Uh, met my met my mother at that time, had a coffee, yep, decided to get married, they got married, and then, uh, of course, you know, they, they lived together or were married for more than 50 years. And when I was growing up as a young teenager, I remember having numerous discussions with my parents about how antiquated arranged marriages were and how it wasn't, it wasn't good and, you know, sometimes it would just lead to problems, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, they would then counter that with all the statistics of, but look at what happens with love marriages and the key difference was when in love marriages, you meet somebody, you fall in love, and then you get married. Or as my dad used to say in arranged marriages, you meet somebody, you get married, and then you fall in love. Now, statistically, the number of divorces that occur in arranged marriages are extremely low. Now, there can be a whole number of variable reasons for this, right? Everything from the fact that it may not be as convenient to get a divorce, it may not be acceptable in that society, it may be inconvenient, uh, you know, so there are a whole bunch of different reasons. But fundamentally, a, another key uh, component in arranged marriages is people get into an arranged marriage with the commitment of this is going to last a lifetime, right? I'm in there, I'm in there for the long haul, this is it, so I'm going to have to make it work. Compared to in many love marriages, we kind of come in, it works, and if it doesn't work, I can always bail out. So in fact, statistically, the average divorce rate globally, they say now globally, and I think this is more kind of in the Western world, it's around about, it's about 42%. A country with the highest uh, 
divorce rate is Belgium, just a little over 50%. And the country with the lowest divorce rate is Chile, South America on 3%. But I uh, digress. So when I brought the team together, I talked to them about this concept of arranged marriage and love marriages. And then I had them think about if you were in an arranged marriage. Think, imagine being in an arranged marriage and with the fact that this was going to be your life, what would be some of the things you would do as an individual to ensure that you had a happy life? Okay, so what will be some of the things that you would do? And it was kind of interesting, the things that they came up with. And a lot of them were actually very simple behaviors, such as, well, you know, I'd probably be cheerful. uh, I'd be helpful. I'd be kind. uh, I'd look at what are my strengths? What are my partner's strengths? How do we work it together? How do we present a united front? And it was all the things. It was all what I would call the soft touches in terms of relationship building. So then we use that as a way of assessing, so how much of this were we doing with each other, you know, with the teams? How much of this was occurring within the team? And we had some really good, robust conversations around it. And as an action plan, the teams decided that they would now apply this to the project. It was an it's an 18-month project. Both there's a very finite end to it. There's a lot riding on the project for both organizations, for both teams. This is a high-stake event, high-stake project. And both teams could really understand, yes. Let's get ourselves involved in this and let's do it well because it is an arranged marriage. We were brought in this together. The decisions were made. We as a team have come together. We have to now execute and make sure it happens. So therefore, it's really up to us. Regardless of any excuses you may make, we wouldn't want it to be a failure at the end of 18 months because that just wouldn't look good on any of the members of the team from a professional basis. And of course, from a from an organizational basis, it would not be useful either. So therefore, we were able to switch the whole conversation. And uh, you know, so far, so good. I've been kind of getting some really good feedback from the teams and some of the things that they have done. And some of it were just very, very simple things, like, in fact, having uh, an arrangement once a month to come together for a social event you know, relationship building, just all those little things which sometimes we forget to do in the midst of being really busy. What's my reflection point for you is I'd like you to think about the teams you work with. Are there project teams in your organization where, in fact, they are more like an arranged marriage? So they've come together, they've got a a timeline, they need to get something done. And how do we actually get them to think about it as a project so that they can think about success factors in that finite period rather than thinking about it, oh my God, what, what am I doing here? I'm stuck here, etc. I, I just think it was just, just a different way of explaining uh, team dynamics. And I think, and one of the other interesting things I found was in this particular group, uh, there were in fact 
two people in the group who actually had arranged marriages. So that was really useful to hear from them in terms of their lived experience of it, because that too added to the richness of our conversation. You've been listening to CQ for Global Leaders with me, Dr. Tom Vergus. To find out more, please reach out either via phone, email, or our site, culturalsynergies.com. Synergies.com.